Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Mike Ornelas Show. If you are enjoying my podcast, would you rate it and subscribe wherever you tune in for fine podcasts like this? And don't forget to share it with a friend. So today we're talking about what's in your future. And depending on who you talk to, they tend to emphasize either your past or your future. The present is left out of the picture entirely because you're in it today. And so they just skip over the present and they go to the past or the future. So I'm not one of those people who overemphasizes the past. Don't get me wrong. You can definitely learn great lessons from your past. You can learn what not to do. You can learn how to course correct. You can learn how to do things more effectively and so forth. However, you other than that, you should not get stuck in your past because let's face it, the past is the past, right? And so it's important to understand that if you are to be effective in your job, if you are to be effective in your business, if you are to be effective at life in general, then that is going to require a great deal of preparing and planning for the future. And not just preparing and planning for the future because there can be an overemphasis on preparing for the future and planning for the future that when we actually get to that future point, we are unprepared. It, it sounds weird, but we don't perform. So it's, it's not enough to prepare and plan, but you've also got to perform when you show up to that future event, whatever that is, whether it's a meeting, a family reunion, a vacation, a retreat, whatever it is, you've got to perform. So it's not good enough to just plan and prepare. You've actually got to show up and show up strong. What good is it for my favorite sport is baseball? What f good is it for my favorite team, the Angels, to prepare and plan for their future games only to underperform? There's a disconnect there. It has got to be all three factors. You prepare, you plan, and you perform. So as far as your future is concerned, I just finished reading this great book called Vivid Vision. And in this book, the author talks about preparing your vivid vision, and that is three years out into the future. So he says to plan no more than three years out into the future, because if you attempt to plan any farther out than three years into the future, then you get hung up on minute details and you just get stuck in and lost in the weeds. So he says to prepare and plan for three years into the future. Now, this author actually is a consultant and a coach to CEOs. He trains them to build their companies to the nine figure mark, and he's been successful at it. So, and he, he's in high demand. And so, Planning your ideal future out, as in three years into the future, that's not very long. No matter how you look at it, you're going to be three years older. It's going to be three years later. No matter how you slice it, you're going to live another three years. Most people are going to live another three years. So as far as the three years are concerned, he says that to not think small, though, to to get it to the point that when you are planning your ideal three years into the future, you do what's called, like Jim Collins says in his book, Good to Great, you, you think about a big, hairy, audacious goal. So what is that? Well, that's something that causes you to be nervous. 
about whether you're going to accomplish that future or not. It's something that causes you to even sweat it out sometimes because you don't know whether this ideal future is going to become reality just because it's so grandiose. And so what happens is it causes you to kick your rear into high gear. And because you kick your rear into high gear, you're able to do bigger things than you even thought or imagined that you could or you would. Because of the fact that you have such a focus on accomplishing that future, it causes your mind to shift into high gear to the point that you're able to attract the right people to help you achieve your ideal future. And so he talks about the importance of sharing your vivid vision, as he calls it, with as many people as you possibly can. So that's spouses and children and neighbors and co-workers and business colleagues and so forth to share it with as many people as you possibly can because the more people you attract to your side the better because it's a numbers game you need people you need teammates you need people on your side who can help you get to where you want to go so it's important to share your vivid vision with those people because not even though not everybody is going to jump on board the more people you share it with your odds are greater your odds increase accordingly that somebody or some bodies are going to jump on board with your vivid vision and buy into it so what happens is you have all these people right and and all these people are going to jump in and chime in and say hey you know hey joe hey jane i'd like to help you with your future i'd like to help you achieve your dream I'm, I, i'd like to hold you accountable you essentially have this accountability team of a tremendous amount of people that you didn't have before and so what happens is you are more likely to achieve it because you have this built-in accountability. You know that these dozens or hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people are going to chime in on a regular basis, especially as you get closer to that three-year mark and ask you, hey, how's it going with that? How's it going with that business that you'd like to build to a million dollars in three years? How's it going with that uh, with with that job that you wanted to get within three years? How's it going with that vacation that you'd like to go on in three years? How's it going with that church that you'd like to build to 500 people within three years? How's it going with that big, hairy, audacious goal that you had shared with me? How's it going with that? And so that's the point is to get as many people and make it as plain as possible, but as vivid as possible. And this is where he, the author, recommends getting a a, a person who is specialized at writing vivid visions. And he shares his email address so that way you can reach out to him and ask for his recommendations for someone who can help you write that vivid vision to make it as punchy as possible. So that way when you are talking to others about your vivid vision, they buy into it. They jump on board and it attracts the right people and repels the wrong ones. So as far as a vivid vision is concerned, it's it's important to analyze it and think, what is my vivid vision? And it really got me to thinking. And the first thing that it got me to thinking was, I would like to build a business that is sustainable. 
a, a business that's large enough to where I don't have to be the primary technical person. I don't have to be the one doing the bulk of the technical work all the time. I can be the guy who's overseeing the operation. I can be the guy who hands off the day-to-day -day operations to somebody else and just focuses on the things that not only I do best, but I really enjoy which are sales and marketing and business development. I really enjoy those things and I automatically, my brain defaults to doing them. As soon as I walk into a business, I can spot four or five different improvements that they could make to maximize their sales, to maximize their, their revenue. I can automatically spot that because of the fact that I've researched, I've studied, I've flown all throughout the country and learned from the best minds about how to do that very thing for the better part of 15 years. And so it just becomes second nature. So I started to picture my ideal future, my vivid vision. And one of the points of my vivid vision, again, it's something that I still need to work on. It's a very, very rough draft. I haven't even sat down like he recommends with a pen and paper and start scribbling out your, you know, your vivid vision. Not done that step yet. But the first thing that came to mind is I would like to have that bigger business that allows me to function within my degree of not only competency, but also within my within my power abilities. So that entails building a business to the $2 million mark, because at that point, the business has a handful of technical people who can take the reins and do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to the technical aspects of the business without me having to always get my hands dirty and me always having to make the calls and me always having to do those things that that the business entails. So for me, a vivid vision, one of the points of it as far as business is concerned is to build a $2 million business within three years. So he says, well, you've got to reverse engineer that. How do you do that? How are you going to get there. You, you, you've got to start from square one and say, okay, here I am three years out and I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, in this case, a $2 million business. So reverse engineer it and you, you walk backwards from the accomplishment of that ideal future, that vivid vision. So you say, okay, I'm at $2 million. Take one step back. How did I get there? Take two step back. How did I get there. Take three steps back. How do I get there? And you start to reverse engineer and you go through it step by step with your team. If you have one, rec I recommend that you do have one because they'll help you reach it faster. And so you start to go through these steps of, hey, not did I get there, but how did I get there? So you start from square one though, which is to dream big. And then you start to step back and analyze the steps that were required to get there. How does the sales look? How does the marketing look? What kind of marketing campaigns did we run? Did we split test things? Did we d do different types of marketing? What types of marketing did we do? How often did we do them? What was our marketing budget? And you start to ask these questions and start to analyze the steps involved in getting there. And so this was a very eye-opening experience for me because his book, even though it's very short, it's punchy. It, it, it's to the point that it it's actually comes out to be about 100 pages long. It's a small book. It's not only thin, but it's a, a tiny compact book. And it gets you to really think. It gets you to really think that there is a future that's achievable 
if you just are willing to not only dream it, but also work at it. See, this is something that's so easy to do because we hear about, oh, just have positive thoughts, just have positive thoughts, just have positive thoughts. And I'm not against having positive thoughts, but you've also got to be practical too. You've also got to recognize that you've got to put in some work. You can't just dream it all the time. You can't just write it down. You can't just share it, but you've got to get to work. You got to roll up your sleeves. I, I believe it was Henry Ford who said that many people shy away from opportunity because it comes dressed as work. And that's exactly what opportunity comes dressed as. The Every single opportunity that's ever come my way personally has been in the form of work. Here's this opportunity to earn more money. It doesn't come dressed on a silver platter and just handed to you in the form of a winning lottery ticket that I can guarantee you, hands down, it's not going to come to you that way. But when it does come to you and it comes in the form of work and it comes in the form of effort and it comes in the form of rolling up your sleeves and getting dirty and doing the things that are not necessarily comfortable, but you know that it's leading somewhere. It's leading to the achievement of your vivid vision. And you recognize the importance of doing those things, like Jim Rohn says, until you read the books until you go to the conferences until you do the work until you do the planning and preparation until you do those things and inputs and you build the team until until when until you get where you're trying to go until you arrive at the achievement of your vivid vision and you get to the point that you're trying to get to so you don't do it just because you don't do it just because you have nothing better to do i mean let's face it the achievement of an ideal future of a vivid vision is very hard work and it takes hard work over tremendous amounts of time to get to that point you'd like to get to you hope to get to but hope in and of itself is not a strategy you see it's just wishful hopeful thinking that's all it is but to get to where you want to get is not just believing that you can and will get there but it's working to get there okay and so this is something that i've experienced most people are not willing to do they're not willing to work at it so they they want to talk all day right they want to share these visions of grandeur i have these visions of doing x y and z and then you say well what are you doing today to to get there oh not much okay well you're most likely not going to get there because you're not doing much it requires massive action to get to where you want to go. Don't get me wrong. It's focused, massive action. But you've got to be doing things to get there. You don't blase your way to success. That's impossible. You don't just lie down in a hammock. You study any great endeavor, whether it's in the business realm, the political realm, the educational realm, the religious realm. It doesn't matter what realm you look at, what sector of society you look at. Every single endeavor in any sector of society required massive amounts of focus and massive amounts of work. In addition to the planning and the preparation, of course, they did that too. But they didn't just sit around and dream. They didn't just sit around and daydream. They didn't just sit around and write notes all day. They actually got to work. And this is the area where many people fall short. They plan, they prepare, but then they don't perform. They don't get to work. And you've got to get to work. 
it's a non-negotiable. I, I, I really don't care what your, your skin color is. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your ethnic origin is. If you're not willing to roll up your sleeves and get to work towards your ideal future, the achievement of your vivid vision, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. There's a scripture that says, faith without works is dead. And what that means is that he's using the analogy of a corpse, you see, that you could have a belief that something will happen, but if you don't connect it to action, then it's as useless as a corpse. A corpse can't do anything. A corpse can't accomplish anything. A corpse is useless for any purpose under the sun. It's just a corpse. It's dead. It has no life in it. It has no desire. It has no plans, no hopes, no dreams, no ambition, no nothing. And so when you're thinking about working towards your ideal future, you've got to combine your belief that that ideal future will happen with action. You've got to combine it with action. You've got to combine it with action. You've got to combine it with work. And when you do mysterious and even miraculous, dare I say, things begin to happen because you not only believe that it will happen, but you also work to seeing it happen. And so these are things that where you take a step in the right direction and you take those repeated numerous steps in the right direction and pretty soon you start to see progress which is a wonderful thing that you can celebrate along the way in the form of milestones. So I will close this episode by sharing my experience. When I started my business, I had nothing. I had no clients. I had no revenue. I had zero. I had zip, zilch, nada. I had no software. I had no staff. I had no, no appointments. I had nothing. So what I had to do is I had to, I had to hit the ground running. So what I do, what did I do? I hustled hard. I did what I knew how to do. I went out and did speaking. I went out and I did marketing. I went out and I hustled. I went out and the little bit of money, I had a few thousand bucks, the little bit of money that I had scrounged up from working for my family's business, I invested into my own well-being, into my own ideal future. Was it nerve-wracking? Absolutely. Were there times when I did what I knew how to do and what I had done before and tried before. And it those things that proved successful in the past were not successful today. Absolutely. There were times when I sweated it out. When I did not know if this marketing effort was going to pay off. I had no idea. And as a result of that, I knew that I was on the right track because I was doing things that got me out of my comfort zone. And so for the better part of a year... I did everything. I put, applied stamps to mailers. I hand wrote mailers myself. I printed them out myself. I signed every single one at a time. I stood in line at the post office. I put those letters in those envelopes. I mailed them out. I did all that work over the better part of one year. All that was labor intensive, time intensive. Nobody saw the times that I was sweating it out and I was worried that we're going to be able to pay our expenses that month. They didn't see all those times. They didn't see all those times when I didn't know if we were going to, if we were going to make it. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I just knew that I believed that this was going to be a winning effort 
and I worked in the right direction to see my ideal future happen. And what happened? Well, fast forward three years later, and here we are, and we're breaking records, we're breaking milestones, and we're doing more revenue than we did in my family's business. Did that happen overnight? Absolutely not. Did that happen by happy accident? Absolutely not. Did that happen because I just was wish, a wishful thinker and it mysteriously just landed on my lap on a silver platter? Absolutely not. It took a lot of planning, preparation, and performance. Planning, preparation, and performance. Planning, preparation, and performance. Why three Ps? Maybe I'll get to that in another episode. But I end with that story saying for you to achieve your ideal future will require no less than you to plan, to prepare, and to perform for the achievement of your ideal future. And if you enjoyed today's episode, would you rate it on Google or Apple or Spotify or Stitcher? Would you subscribe to it and would you share it with a friend? And also, if you are in need of any kind of tax or business help, financial help in general, then would you give us a call at 916-509-3553? That's 916-509-3553 or online at sacramentotaxresolution.com. That's sacramentotaxresolution.com. This is Mike Ornelis signing off. Till next time, helping you live less taxing.